0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have this man back, the uh, Fox News Channel legal and political analyst. You hear him on my friend Sean Hannity show all the time, hosting and guesting. And also, glad to have you back here. It's Greg Jarrett. Greg, how are you?
1: Hey, Joe. I'm great. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I have a good time in our discussions.
0: Yeah, I think that our discussions are great because we bring out the information that the American people want. Greg, people are beaten down. I got to tell you, I've heard from more of my listeners, and we've got a lot of them, who are nonstop emailing, Instagram messaging, DMing on Twitter, Joe, listen, I love Trump, but they're beating me down. I don't know how he can get, Greg, I guess it's like 800 years in prison if he's found guilty on everything. Yeah. Uh, And and this was their goal, wasn't it? Just to beat people down.
1: Oh, it totally was. I mean, for example, take this latest uh, Georgia indictment that was handed down yesterday. This is really not a legitimate indictment as much as it is a partisan political denunciation of Trump personally, yes. Uh, you know, and I read through this thing, you know, 161 predicate corrupt acts uh, that arise to the level of racketeering. I mean, I've been a lawyer for 43 years. I've never seen anything that absolutely ludicrous. I mean, this is, you know, this is a district attorney uh who has decided that she is going to stretch the racketeering laws like a rubber band to the point where it snaps and you know she she identifies all of these you know, predical predicate crimes that are not crimes at all they're they're legal lawful acts you know it's not a crime uh to claim that an election is stolen hillary clinton did it nancy pelosi chimed in Of course, uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia, you know, called it a a rigged and stolen election. She still thinks she's the governor of that state. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's okay for them to do it. But, you know, when Trump does it, it's a crime, which is absurd.
0: Of course, it's absurd. It's Greg Jarrett. Go to thegregjarrett.com. Get his latest book. It's called The Trial of the Century. It's a great read. You're going to want to go... First of all, how can you be a lawyer for 43 years? You're like 43 years old. I don't get how you did that. But uh, let's, let's talk about the racketeering specifically. Rudy Giuliani didn't write the RICO statutes, but he was the first guy to use them right and use them very effectively to take down the mob families in New York. Now they're charging, they're indicting Rudy Giuliani himself and Rico has something to do with it. How completely disconnected from reality must you be to think you can use that in this case where, Greg, many of the people involved that they're indicting don't even know each other? How could it be racketeering if they weren't working together?
1: Yeah, you know, this is a bastardization of the law by a a partisan district attorney, Fonnie Willis, you know who is trying to profit off of it uh, not only by raising her profile for higher office but she's literally been fundraising off of it as late as last week in a you know uh email campaign to you know contribute to her war chest she actually got kicked off of part of the investigation uh by a judge because you know, she was uh, holding a huge fundraiser for a political opponent of right. one of the people that she's targeted in, you know, the indictment. So I mean, this has got corruption written all over it, Joe.
0: Greg, is it legal in this country to target an American citizen? And here's what I mean. Letitia James, as you know, said, I'm going to get Trump. Alvin Bragg said, I'm going to get Trump. Yeah. Fannie Willis said, I'm going to get Trump. Can you target an American citizen to win elected office? It it just sounds wrong to me.
1: It is wrong. For example, Alvin Bragg literally campaigned on the promise that he was going to put Trump behind bars. Right. Right. Now, this is a guy who hadn't had no access to any of the relevant evidence. He hadn't been given any of the files, and he committed himself ahead of time to doing something to get elected. That is an absolute 100% violation of the canons of ethics that govern prosecutors. You know, it's the the duty of a prosecutor not to gain a conviction, but to see that justice is done. People like Alvin Bragg and and Fannie Willis and Jack Smith have turned that esteemed principle on its head. They've turned it upside down. And, you know, I often think of that wonderful... Statement on the pediment of the United States Supreme Court equal justice under law. That is a wonderful ideal that prosecutors should strive for. And yet, Joe, they demonstrate that they don't give a damn.
0: And they continue, Greg, to say, uh, of course, we have equal justice. The law applies to everybody, no matter who you are, which, of course, is untrue. You can go through the last couple of years of just Hunter Biden and the whole laptop garbage and to know that that it doesn't apply equally. You can go back to Hillary Clinton and her lies in front of Congress. And and who cares You know how the four dead Americans died? Let's just get to the bo- bottom of the videotape. I mean, they lie, they lie, they lie so much that... We know there's a two-tier justice system. What do we do about it? Uh, Without unraveling the Department of Justice completely, which we might have to, what do you do to fix this?
1: Picking up on what you're saying, think of it this way. Uh, James Comey the FBI lied to Congress, lied to the FISA court, lied to the president, lied to the American people in order to uh, initially defeat Trump in the 2020 election and win That didn't work he doubled down and tried to drive him from office even worse is hillary clinton i mean she invented the russia hoax to smear her political opponent to help her win the election she funded the phony dossier that she fed along with other fictitious information to the government trying to defraud the government uh to drive this misbegotten investigation of trump which then You know lasted for you know three long years including with a special counsel is she charged with you know racketeering uh you know that was far more of a criminal enterprise than you know this silly case against trump in georgia uh and yet you know it's okay if hillary clinton or james comey do it it's not okay if trump donald trump does a fraction of it
0: Yeah, you know, I know that it was rhetorical, but of course she was on with Rachel Maddow last night giggling it up. Um, And here's somebody that, as you said, literally through her own money, through the DNC and through her own campaign, funded and financed a way to interfere with an election, and nobody says anything about it. It's Greg Jarrett. Go to thegregjarrett.com. Get his book called Trial of the Century. Of course, Fox News Channel, legal and political analyst, a good friend of ours. Uh, I've got to ask you very specifically about this case in Georgia. Then I want to go in a more general sense, if you don't mind. Um, This specific case is reliant upon the phone call that you and I both heard that we've both read the transcript of, where Trump says there are major problems. We can't verify a lot of these votes. There are tons of votes, maybe hundreds of thousands of votes in question. I just need to find 700 or 11,700 some odd. That's what he says. Of course, the media lied. This Fannie Willis is lying. He wasn't saying manufacture, go and find me make up a bunch of fake ballots, he said, you've got way more than 11,780. I just need that many to prove that I won the state, which to this day, Greg, Donald Trump still believes he won Georgia. I'm not sure he, he doesn't have a good case. So if it's reliant on that, even the Washington Post had to retract its story saying, we gave you this story out of context. In context, he's not asking for manufactured votes. What is she leaning this case on?
1: You know, uh, did I get it wrong at all there? She she is counting on the fact that people in Fulton County, Georgia, hate Donald Trump and they'll convict him based on that alone. That's what wow. she's counting on. Um, but you're right. She has utterly misrepresented that telephone call with Raffensperger, who was the secretary of state You know, in that in, in an earlier court filing, she said that. Donald Trump demanded that Raffensperger find 11,000-some-odd votes. That's not what the transcript says. That's not what the recording says. You can listen to it or you can read it. Uh, Trump is grousing about how he needs 11,000 votes because that's his deficit. Well, all losing candidates say that, right? Right. When they're mounting an election challenge, which is permissible under law. He wasn't asking the Secretary of State to to do something fraudulent or sign a phony document. Um, And in the larger context of the conversation, I mean, Trump is very specific, together with his lawyers on the call, you know, citing more than a dozen examples of what he believes is voting irregularity, uh, valid uh, votes that were not counted, invalid votes that were counted, a petition that the court has failed to act on, a wide variety of things. Now, he's entitled to make those complaints. And by the way, Secretary of State is duty-bound to look into it. Uh, Trump is asking for a review, a recalculation, and a recount. Well, he's perfectly entitled to do that, as all losing candidates are. That's not unlawful. That's not racketeering. It's not a conspiracy that's utterly absurd.
0: It is absurd. And Greg, I'm glad that you spelled it out that, that, uh, that way. It's very easy to understand the way that you said it. Uh, the book is called Trial of a Century. Go to thegregjarrett.com. We appreciate you taking the time. In a very general sense, Is there any chance, Greg, because the case in New York, you and I have talked about it, it's based on a federal case that the FEC already threw out. Alvin Bragg has nothing. We know that. Jack Smith in the first case has nothing. The Presidential Records Act is there. In the second case, he certainly didn't incite a, 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 a riot on January 6th. And you're allowed to say, I don't think I lost the election as an American. You can't indict somebody. I guess you can, but you can't convict them, in my opinion. And this case in Georgia is based on a phone call you and I just broke down. Right. In, a very general, in a very general sense, are they only doing this, because I saw the talking heads just today say it, four times indicted, two times impeached, Donald Trump? Is this about labeling this guy unelectable? It is. And I think there's going to
1: be a boomerang effect, which, by the way, you're already seeing, with every new indictment, Trump's fundraising goes up. Right. And his poll numbers rise, what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that people are fed up with this nonsense. They realize that this is persecution under the guise of prosecution and that Trump has been targeted from the moment he walked down the escalator, first right. with the Russia hoax and now with four different indictments and toss in a couple of meritless impeachments along the way. They fear Donald Trump. And the establishment in Washington, the swamp that he threatened to drain, they fear that he'll return to office and succeed at it. And so they will, by hook or by crook, try to stop Donald Trump. They don't believe in democracy where the people vote who should be president. No, they think they're entitled to make the decision and they do so unlawfully with these, you know, politically driven cases.
0: Get his book. It's called Trial of the Century. It's a great read. It's Greg Jarrett, of course, from Fox News Channel. You hear him on Sean's show all the time. Glad to have you back here. Um, Brian Kemp in uh, in Georgia does not have the ability to pardon. I just looked into that. There's a statute that makes it right. very difficult. You have to actually serve your sentence and you can get pardoned afterwards. But he does have the ability, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, to to suspend or get rid of a, a, a district attorney Uh, a DA who is not following the law. There is no way Fannie Willis is following the law. It's just not happening. Nothing that she said in this indictment makes any sense if it's based on that, if it's it's incumbent upon that phone call. Can he, should he do something with her? Or is it too politically hot right now? Too politically hot. Uh, uh, He won't touch it.
1: Um, You know, we're going to have to let this thing run its course. Now, of course, Trump in all of these cases is going to be making a myriad of pretrial motions to try to knock out some, if not all of the counts in the respective four indictments. It's tougher in the racketeering case because that's a generally a question of fact and and higher courts uh, wait to see how uh, the trial evolves before they uh, decide a review after the verdict. So, you know, in that respect, the Georgia case is troublesome. Uh, But some of these other cases, for example, the January 6th federal case by special counsel, Jack Smith, I mean, there will be some very uh, serious and valid motions to dismiss based on the constitution, uh, that Trump was exercising his free speech rights. You know, the Supreme Court in the seminal case of U.S. Alvarez said uh, false claims lawful, protected speech. The remedy for false claims is truthful claims. It's the counter-speech doctrine. So even if Trump was wrong in his claims, that doesn't make it a crime. You know, right. Hillary Clinton, as I mentioned, uh, claimed it was, you know, a stolen election. But more to the point is that Democrats have, you know, routinely challenged The certification of electors on January 6th that always happens on that day every four years. And, you know, once again, you know, when Hillary Clinton supporters do it uh, or Al Gore supporters do it, it's perfectly okay. But why is it that when Trump does the exact same thing, which the Electoral Count Act allows, it is somehow magnified into a crime? It's just not so.
0: No, it's not, and Greg. Very, very well thought out. Thank you for that for that response. Let me ask you one last question. If, if you don't mind, give me your opinion on this. Um, why exactly? And I'm going to characterize them as weak. Why is the Republican Party so weak? They've got control of the House. I know they want to cross the T's and dot the I's and do the real work. But you could have impeached Joe Biden on Afghanistan. You could impeach Merrick Garland just on the whole Weiss thing. Looks like he lied under oath. You could impeach Mayorkas because of the, of the porous border where 7 million people have come across not far from where I sit here in Texas. Why is it that this, this Republican Party, you've got a few that are firebrands, but this Republican Party seems to not want to do what they saw done to Trump for four straight years?
1: because most of them don't have a backbone, Joe. Yeah. And you know, you know they they just, you know, they're fearful of everything. All they care about is getting reelected in in their district and maintaining, you know, their power and so forth. So so they're a weak group of people. Frankly, you know, the Republicans should not only have control of the Senate, they I mean they should have a huge majority in the house of representatives yes but that endemic weakness within the republican party um you know has resulted in a narrow uh margin in the house and you know a loss in the u.s senate it should be otherwise but you know sometimes these people can't think with those brains of theirs
0: a lot of times it looks like Mitch McConnell is on the other side of the aisle, too. I'll, I'll put it there. He was controlling the money in 2022, and we, should, we certainly could have done better as conservatives in America. Greg, thanks for jumping in the chair on, on late notice today. Get the book. It's called Trial of the Century. Go and follow everything Greg does at thegregjarrett.com. Thanks a million, Greg. Thank you.
1: Joe, my pleasure, as always. I hope I'll come back
0: soon, okay? That would be great. We're back after this. Stay right here. Hey, great to have you. I, re- I really appreciate Greg coming on. Greg Jarrett, political and uh, legal analyst from Fox News Channel. Always does a great job. You hear him on Sean all the time. You see him on television all the time. And uh, just really wonderful to have somebody who's got 40-some-odd years in, in the law um, watching these cases unfold. These cases obviously have no merit. And, and when I say that, it's not. I'm not saying it as a politician. I'm not saying it as somebody who's a Trump fan. Somebody called yesterday being a smartass. You know, if Trump was guilty of all this stuff, would you still support him? Of course not. I'm not going to support a criminal, but he's not. And these cases are only, and I, and I alluded to this in the interview with Greg, these cases are really to make Trump look bad so they can say four times indicted, twice impeached Donald Trump. That's why. This Fannie Willis person has no clue about the law. And that Brian Kemp would grow a set, he can remove her because she's not following the law. But he's not going to do that because he's a weak guy i've had him on this program i i wish that all this had been going on at the time so i would have asked him directly i mean you've got a guy who is a republican secretary of state was a republican they both know that trump did nothing wrong yet i'm not hearing a whole lot there and they should be standing up on the highest mountain screaming from the highest mountain about how wrong this is 888-941-PAGS joepags.com another hour coming your way stay here this is the Joe Pags show